Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Sandy Max. It's the Spring Break crew today. Thanks for joining us on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I am Sandy Max, and we have a guest host since John McCure is on Spring Break, and so is Craig Matzik for another day. Guest host actor Andrew Varela in the studio with me, co-anchoring news, Wyatt Barmore-Pooley, Bob Brainerd in for Greg Matzik with Sports Reports, Mike Spaulding in the traffic chair for Debbie Lazga, and Adam Roberts, Steady and True, is producing today. Andrew, welcome back. Thanks for joining me yesterday. Thank you for having me. Obviously, you haven't learned your lesson yet. You asked me back. We put you you back. wanted to come back <laughs> after yesterday? We're so close to the food court that I spend so much time in that I, I decided, okay, I'll do it. I'm glad you're enjoying it here at 3rd yeah. Street Market Hall at the Avenue. Well, let's get into the three at three. Okay. This is the three at three on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. What's first? The Milwaukee Business Journal reports a parcel of land in Mount Pleasant could become the home of a tech giant's data center. We've known about Foxconn. Now it's Microsoft. Microsoft plans to potentially invest $1 billion in a data center campus in Mount Pleasant that would help repay the debt the village took on for the Foxconn project. It would also reimburse Foxconn for a portion of a $60 million advance it provided to fund land acquisition. So we like hearing we like hearing there's wow, progress in that area. That's My, quite a deal going on like Mike, over there. Yeah, Microsoft planning to buy 315 acres from Mount Pleasant, and I got to think Racine must be pleased by this positive news. And Kenosha, though they also have their own kind of plans in place, they may be pleased as well since they plan to start construction of their Kenosha Innovation neighborhood later this year. That is a planned re- redevelopment of the former American Motors Corporation and Chrysler plant site. There's a lot of land out there, a lot of space. And we are ready for positive technological development. What is second on the three at three? The brewers have unveiled three uniquely brewed beers that will be on tap at American Family Field on opening day. It almost sounds obvious that the brewers are going to have new beer, but this is fun. If you weren't planning on going to opening day, this could tip you in. Brewers and Jay Line and Kugel's Barrel Yard have just revealed their first exclusive brews of the season. You can even get them in limited edition commemorative cups on opening day. The new brews, Cherry Goes, G-O-S-E, okay. Red Lager Remastered, and IPA. Ooh. And they're only going to be available at the Barrel Yard. And the cups are going to have these cool, like, opening day 2023 logos. So Cherry Goes, pinkish in color, and two special ingredients, tart Door County cherries, Ooh. and pink Himalayan salt. Mmm, mother's oh. milk. <laughs> Swish that around and taste that. The Red Lager, a brilliant Red Lager remastered, brilliant rusty red color with a thick, tight foam. Sweet, malty backbone and the subtle, piney cascade dry hopping notes. Wow. Did you write this, Bob? That is very florid prose. No, I didn't, but I I enjoy Sandy reading it. Tempt your taste buds. Those cascade dry hops from Wisconsin. And your third special brew on opening day is an IPA. It's what you'd expect. Maltiness, sweetness, and a generous amount of hops. Resinous pine, tropical fruits, and citrus are the notes that you will get from the IPA. Yum. Resinous. Uh, the okay. good news is we're going to investigate this further tomorrow afternoon. Our Brewer's Eve bash broadcast is going to be at American Family Field in the new J. Line and Kugel's Barrel Yard. That's the restaurant that used to have no name or whatever that was called. <laughs> but you are invited to join us on location tomorrow, free, fun, and open to the public. And probably samples, Andrew. So That's what I'm hoping. You know Clear what? the calendar. You know what? When you say... <laughs> When you say resinous, I'm in. 
Okay. Tiny? Yeah. What is third on the three of three, Andrew? We are officially in Turtles Crossing the Road season. Yes, April and August are the most common months for turtle breeding, so look out for them on the road. It is sad when you see a smushed turtle. Oh my god. You know what? It I, breaks my heart. I actually stopped traffic to get a turtle out of the road once. And I'm that, that is guy. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources says you're a good person because mm. those are some of the ways you can help the turtles. First of all, if you're in your car, slow down, mm-hmm. avoid the turtles on the roadway. You can gently pick up a turtle and put them on the other side, ensuring you put them in the direction they want to travel. Are turtles Help that, them out. Are they that committed? Like, if I turn them back around, is he going to get mad at me? You're a mama turtle looking for a place to lay your eggs. Yeah, is you that are right? hell-bent, yeah. Are, you, yeah <laughs> you are, you are that, on a I mission. Didn't know, I, didn't, I didn't know that, that it was a gender-specific thing. You the, are the male turtles just hang out watching TV. It could be a male turtle in also pursuit of a lady oh. turtle, for all I know. I, There's I, a lot going on I'm not turtles. the zoologist on that one, but the other ways you can help is report on the roadways where you see turtles where they seem to be crossing or spot a dead turtle on the road. Uh, The DNR has an online form, the Wisconsin Turtle Conservation Program website. And you can even watch a step-by-step video, learn how to build a nest cage to protect turtle eggs and hatchlings if turtles are nesting on your property. Adorbs. Adorbs. Let's protect our natural resources. Next, Melanie Ricks, radio host on 101.7 The Truth and with the Milwaukee Bucks Entertainment. She's visiting us in the WTMJ studio next. It is a pleasure now to welcome to the studio Melanie Ricks of 101.7 The Truth. And if you've ever been to a Milwaukee Bucks game, you've probably seen her on the big screen or on the sidelines reporting. Welcome to the TMJ studio. Thank you so much for having me. How's everyone doing? Very good. Yeah, you're good. good. We have Andrew Varela, who yeah. is an actor in town who is filling in for John Mercure, and we've got Bob Brainerd sitting in for Greg Hi, Matzik. It's, see Bob. it's spring break, yeah. and uh, you get kind of a, I wouldn't say a vacation week, but next week, yeah. Your work starts. You have a new yes. role at 101.7 The Truth. Yes. So uh, we're debuting two new shows, but I'm going to be on the show Nothing But The Truth, and it's going to be on Monday through Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. So I'm very excited. I got to be honest. First thing I said to you, I'm excited to not have such early mornings anymore just because our, our nights get so late, what with uh, Bucks games and whatnot. And then I also coach the 414 crew. I'm not sure if I've ever talked to you about that. Um, and that's our co-ed dance team for yeah. the Bucks. So those nights get late as well. Oh Choreography, rehearsals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll be really nice. But I'm also really excited to introduce this new um, idea to our audience. We've kind of immersed a bit of what the um, approach is going to be, which is sports, pop culture, life, love, relationships, advice, like all the things. And, you know, of course, Milwaukee, too, being the mainstay in that. That is wonderful. So you've been mornings on 101.7 yes. The Truth for how long? Uh, since we launched, actually, yes, yeah, since our initial launch. So for the last two years, uh, it went by very fast, I will say. I didn't hate the mornings, to be honest. I've become more now a morning person. Like, if I if I wake up past 7 a.m., I, f- I feel like I'm sleeping in now, which is crazy. Um, so, Same. You know, isn't it? Well, you're an actor. You definitely don't wake up early. <laughs> what have you heard? Yes. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, but when you when you said Andrew was an actor, by the way, really quick, just going over to you, makes sense. Your personality, you're oh. an actor for sure. In a oh, great God. way. Okay. I mean that in a good way. I do. I thank yeah. you. I take it in a good way, too. <laughs> for sure. You're, you're a choreographer as well? I am, that's yeah. A, yeah. So I've always been in the arts. I, I used to love acting as a kid. I was in forensics and, you know, did, like, debate and stuff like that. I was in the theater club, all that stuff. Oh, good So, yeah, you. we're, we're oh, on the same see? wavelength. So, so, so my career has hope at this point. <laughs> I, 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 there's still a path for me. I love it. Always. Melanie, where'd you go to school? You're a lifelong Milwaukeean, right? I am. 
am. So I, I going way back. I'm from the Brown Deer area. So Brown Deer is where I graduated from high school. Went to UW Milwaukee. Studied broadcast journalism. And funny enough, I actually stayed in Milwaukee because that's how obsessed I was with the Bucks as a kid. I'm not kidding. I've been a lifelong Bucks fan. I danced for them uh, starting at the age of 12. So I'm I'm 31 now, and I've, I've been with them since I was 12. And just kind of worked my way up. And I literally stayed in Milwaukee because I was so dedicated to the organization. And I was like, I want to keep dancing for them as an adult. So you had the purple and green outfits, right? I Back did. in the day? I did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've got a little mini human cheerleader outfit that's purple and green, which <laughs> yeah. is so funny to think about now. Yeah. So does Bob, actually. Bob's got one, too. Yeah. Different show. Different yeah. show. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Another station. I love Melanie, it. Melanie, as a dancer for that long, for nearly 20 years now, do you remember dance routines from being a kid. Oh, yes. Like oh, yeah. you hear that three. Yes. Like certain yeah. songs, oh, yeah. you just all of a sudden Put start on a doing song. the arms and the Five, legs. Five, six, seven, eight, we just go. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised. Do like you... what would be one of the, I'm sorry, what would be what would be one of the early songs? There like are the first so ones? many. Well, I'm going to tell you this much. Yeah. We had a song, or we had a dance to Pour Some Sugar On Me. <laughs> um, some Def Leppard. And, and, now, and now I I don't really associate it so much with like innocent dancing because uh-huh. I understand where you typically would hear that kind of song. But uh-huh. at the time, I didn't know any, you know, no, you don't know anybody. It's got a good beat, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a sweet song. No, exactly. <laughs> it is a sweet song. It's a sweet song. <laughs> See? Sure. Yeah, get it? Oh, that's awesome. How Love fun. It. I'm going to be watching the dancers now with just even more of a fun eye knowing that right. you might be bringing some callbacks sure, to those old routines. And I also love that the dance team evolved into co-ed. I do, too. Oh. And that was not an easy transition. I don't know if any of you were, um, if you, like, were engaged with the social media uh, remarks, comments, etc. when we decided to go from all women to co-ed. People, people, I mean, have... they wanted to hang us out. It was just awful. It was awful. I mean, they were so upset with the Bucks. I'm like, it's okay, everybody. We're evolving with the times. No big deal. I love Milwaukee. Milwaukee doesn't always love, always love change, and that's you know, okay. And that's okay. But, but you're going to be embracing some change. So absolutely. now after waking up early, you're going to be spending your lunch time yes. on a 101.7 The Truth. Yes. And what is the name of your show? So I'm really excited because it is called Nothing But The Truth. Um, there's a little anxiety, though, because that means, oh, so I, I can't fib. Got it. All right. So I, 100% The Truth all day, every day. Got it. And embellish a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for just sure. Keep it to the truth. And what will be special about your show? Like you mentioned, maybe a little more pop culture. Yeah. I think what will be special about it, it's almost like people are taking their lunch breaks with us. You know, I, I want to look at it like people are finding that we're having relatable conversation. I'm a 31-year-old millennial, but it doesn't mean that the problems that I face or the things that my friends talk to me about or, you know, the circumstances that I see aren't relatable to other audiences, you know, no matter what their age is, you know, what uh, bracket they may put themselves in, you know, from a cultural standpoint. I think that there are so many topics that are so relatable on different levels. It's like a lasagna. I like to think of every topic as a lasagna. There's so many layers to it, you know? <laughs> well, I love lasagna. So, yeah. I love lasagna. So, and who doesn't it, love food? It all food? came together right. in my head, yeah. Like you, you see? You, you understand? Like, yeah. Lasagna. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Bringing those ingredients together. Well, right. and I work at Milwaukee PBS, and there's a show called Black Nouveau. It's been on for yes. Decades. Yes. And I feel like sometimes I wish the name wasn't Black Nouveau because it sort of makes me feel like, well, should I be watching it? Can oh I watch gosh. it? But it's yes. so great and it addresses issues and yeah. it addresses culture. And like, so and it, it is a very inclusive, anyone can watch it and enjoy it and maybe learn something and yeah. be turned on to something in our own city. I feel like the truth is the same way. So anytime I turn on 101.7 The Truth, it's like, oh, there's my friend Melody and she's given her top five list of yeah. places you should go grab a burrito. Right, you know, it's right. Like, it, it's, and, and you can always learn anything about anyone if you just stop to get to know them better and find out if they dance to Def Leppard, like music is a great community, you know, connector. Mm-hmm. So. Oh my gosh. And thank you for saying that. 
something I I've, I say this a lot. It's called Black Talk Radio. I don't feel like it's only for a black audience. Mm. I really, really don't. Mm. Um, so I appreciate you saying that the inclusivity piece is so important. It's really valuable. And I think it's important for everyone to feel seen, feel heard, and feel represented. And again, the representation, it doesn't have to literally look like you. Just some type of representation. Again, feeling seen, giving a voice to the voiceless. Mm. And connecting us in Milwaukee is only going to help make our city better as we find solutions Absolutely. to some of the tougher things. And we celebrate each other so yes. monday 11 a.m what is your first show going to be about have you planned it already oh gosh yeah there, i'm going to be honest I, the amount of notes the amount of topics that i already i'm overwhelmed i don't know what the very first show should be though because like i i have some where i'm like i feel like we could just start off right away with like you know relationships advice like for example a lot of my friends right now are struggling with dating apps which i know yeah. it's a tale as old as Time, aka twenty years, because that's Love. how long yeah, I've been around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been around that long. That's pretty good. But, but I will say the the narrative around it is so interesting in a post pandemic world because during COVID it was all you really had as an option, and now that it's over, people are like, well, people are socially awkward now. So you know, like it's just it's a whole thing. So mm -hmm. I think I may just hit them right out the gate with uh, something like real heavy with dating. You know, not even heavy. It's just it's, it is a universal. Like we it's all remember. Universal. Like the, if you've been in a relationship for a while, you still remember the awkward. Oh my god, like, socially awkward is not a, just a pandemic thing. Yeah, okay, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't uh, dating, I, I can't even imagine. I wouldn't for all the teen China. Would I want to be dating or 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 it's young awful. or anything besides <laughs> who I am right? now i just don't get it thank god i didn't have a, a a smartphone when i was a kid when i was younger i would have made so many bad decisions yeah mel is is texting dating there's there's a question for your oh show i gosh. mean if you're going back and forth yeah do the people today the young people today, do they consider well, i'm in a relationship does that count as dating it does oh really there yeah. we go and let me take it See? a step further what could go wrong a lot of guys don't even ask for your phone number they ask you for your social media handle so it's like not even, oh, oh it's bad. Wow. Oh, it's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Learn. I remember, I remember uh, years ago, there was a, 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 a young young woman I was working with, and she was having what she called a BB manse, which was, she was texting with somebody on her Blackberry. Oh, yeah. And she was, and she had a, like a, a flirt going on with some guy, and she said a BB manse, and I was like, that is lunacy. That is crazy. Can you, can you how many how many texts have you sent that you needed to explain after the fact? Imagine <laughs> trying to build a, a, a meaningful relationship yeah, yeah. out of that. The tone yeah. of that. We'll find out more with Melanie Ricks, eleven a.m. twelve p.m. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. I'm in a different time zone. You're thinking, <laughs> right, You're thinking mountain at noon on Monday. Melanie Ricks, nothing but the truth yes. on one hundred one point seven. The so truth. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you all. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Mel. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. <laughs> Mellifluous. Gesundheit. <laughs> News Radio 620 WTMJ. You are hearing the singing voice of actor Andrew Varela, Wisconsin resident. He's appeared on Broadway and he is our guest co host in for John McCure today. Yes. Andrew, that's. Impressive. Well, yeah. What did you think? What kind of what kind of chip did you think? You I showed well, up. Come on. You, you <laughs> brought it to the field. Where where are you singing this? That, oh, there it was. You hear that little little blip there? Um, that was at uh, American Family Field. Uh, I got a chance to sing for the Brewers game. It was a it was a an amazing experience. It's just hearing your voice like that. Uh, it's it's really special. It's in, and if you get a chance to do it, uh, it 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 really. 
brings it really brings a song home and and America and everything. It's it it really sort of electrifies everything about you when so you're you sing. So you felt it. the feels. You didn't just kind of okay. Oh no, I'm well, gonna... if you don't no, if you, honestly, you you can never not feel the feels when you're singing the Star Spangled Banner because it's such an important moment. You have everybody's attention. Everybody's standing. Everybody is is proud to be American, and uh, you you are the one that's that's leading the worship. So 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 it speaks, and it's amazing. And everyone is also critiquing you, correct? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't worry about critiques. I usually, I usually nail it. <laughs> you gotta have that confidence. I mean, yeah. Are there yeah, nerves like to get the words right or to hit that high note? I don't have a problem. I mean, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I don't, I don't get, I don't get freaked out uh, by that song because I mean, it's not an easy song to sing, but no. but it's it's um it's a it's a lot of fun. I know how to sing it, and I know it's important to get it right. I'm not one of those guys that does a lot of riffing in it. I don't, I don't have that talent. My my friend Ben Tynai, who is the voice of the Bucks. Yeah, uh, the guy is he's he does crazy stuff. He's amazing, uh, but I don't I don't I'm not as talented as that. So what I have to do is I just have to sing it perfectly, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a great time. I, I'm really I'm really always pleased uh, to be there, and I always make a I always make a point of really just looking around and taking in the moment because I know how special it is and how how singular an experience it can be, and being able to do that it's a privilege. It really is. With Brewers opening day coming, we hope to hear you singing an American Family Field again. Maybe. This season that'd be great. I, ju- I just want to try. I want to try the cherry sauce. The ch- what is oh, that the new, new cherry new beer? beer? After, cherry after the anthem, Andrew. Yes. Some, not you know, before. It, it might add something to it. I don't know. We should see it. Yeah, you want to jazz it up? Go, go to the line. <laughs> Next, we chat with Major Garrett, CBS News Chief of Washington Correspondent, and catch up on the news. Next on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max. John Mercure out today. Guest host, actor Andrew Varela in the studio with me. Bob Brainerd in for Greg Matzik with sports. And joining us now with the latest from Washington, D.C. is CBS News Major Garrett. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like you've probably been busy with the uh, <laughs> with some yes. of the latest news. Uh, sure. I'm thinking maybe uh, where where do you want to start? Either between uh, Vice President Mike Pence or uh, the developments from Nashville. So the court ruling today is significant for the former Vice President. For those who may not be aware, court ruled today that he has to testify that he cannot claim his role as President of the Senate, Vice President on January 6th to exclude all conversations he ever had with President Trump leading up to January 6th from the questions being posed to him by the special counsel, Jack Smith. And uh, Mike Pence could appeal this, but it's clear that the court believes that there is enough reason for the special counsel to pursue that line of questioning, and he can't claim this unique assertion that is, I mean, look, when you are the vice president presiding over the Senate, yes, in that particular moment, in that particular space and time, you are technically part of the legislative branch. But in every other aspect of your life, as vice president, you're part of the executive branch. And Mike Pence was trying to say, well, all that coverage, uh, conversations with the, the president leading up to January 6th are covered by that ceremonial role as presiding officer of the Senate. The court said no. That means Pence is going to have to testify. So um, that's a significant development in terms of getting what the special counsel wants to know, which was Trump's state of mind, what he knew, what other conversations did he have about other ways in which to make January 6th um, possibly – uh, more dangerous than it was. And what do you think the next steps are 
in this? How fast will this go in light that we're also entering a presidential election cycle? So it has uh, been suggested by those close to the former vice president. He might take this all the way to the Supreme Court. He certainly has that right. He can avail himself that opportunity. He can appeal this ruling. So that might drag it out a bit. But now there is uh, a court judgment on this particular question of law that Pence was suggesting. He can appeal it. If he does, that'll slow it down. But it appears as almost all of the legal rulings regarding Jack Smith, the special counsel, they've all gone the last week against either the president or those like the vice president. I mean, there have been a slew of rulings in the last week and not not a single one of them to the president's advantage, not one. Mark Meadows has to testify. Uh, Peter Navarro has to testify. They can't, they can't claim and assert executive privilege over these conversations. The president had his attorney, Evan Corcoran, before the bench last Friday on the separate investigation into classified documents because the court ruled that misstatements were made to the court about the handling of that document, and therefore attorney-client privilege no longer existed. I know this all sounds like dense legal minutiae, and some of it is, but the most important thing, all of us have been, I think, needlessly distracted about the Manhattan District Attorney. That case is either going to be made or not. What has been far more damaging to the former president's legal interests and his legal future before the federal bench, far more important than anything that may or may not happen in Manhattan, has been this slew of rulings. Every single one of them has gone against the president or his legal representatives. Interesting times. Interesting times. And what do you expect some of the other reactions to be with this fresh news? Well, look, uh, the president will, as uh, anyone in our justice system, avail himself of whatever opportunities he has to contest or appeal or delay. And if you know anything about former President Trump's business career long before he entered the world of politics, he was kind of an expert at that. He was really, really good at using delaying tactics to either get his way or buy down the cost of some settlement. But in these particular matters, he's not going to be able to do that. He may be able to delay, but he cannot, if indictments are brought, dodge culpability before a court of law. He can state his case for sure. But the one thing I would say that has been important about Manhattan and the district attorney there is Trump saying last week falsely, we all should have known it was false, he's going to be arrested on Tuesday, he's intensified this sense of potential martyrdom before the legal system and saying that all prosecutors are looking into him are unjust or corrupt. The traditional approach to the American judicial system is to say, I have confidence in the system. I have the facts on my side. And because our system works, I know I'll be vindicated by the facts. That's historically what we've said when we've been, when Americans have been put in, in legal jeopardy. I believe in the system. I have the facts on my side. I have representation and I'll let the court of law and the rule of law in our country prevail. That's not what Trump says anymore. Yeah. I can't be investigated. I can't be arrested. I can't be charged. Nothing about me is suspect or worth investigating. And I would say that is, among other things, a unique approach. These are very different times indeed. CBS's Major Garrett with the latest news that former Vice President Mike Pence ordered to testify before the grand jury about former President Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, Major Garrett, I have shared with Bob Brainerd, our 
mm-hmm. sportscaster day that you have uh, brightened my March Madness by including me in your very special brackets. Major Garrett, Major steps up. Not only does uh, he uh, he contributes to the charity of the winner's choice. This is yes. what an upstanding man uh, Major is. But Bob, you had a question for Major? Yes, Major. Your bracket mm-hmm. blew up like the rest of America. Say, oh, yes, say so it yes, so. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Do you have anybody in the Final Four, Major? I do not. Okay, I have Miami. I actually took the Hurricanes well to, to get there. Well, yeah, well done. One of four. Everything else is just a dumpster fire. But Yeah, but what? Uh, it's, hang you know, out with the rest uh, of us. Good good, good to place confidence in Coach Larinaga. He's an excellent coach. He took George Mason to the Final Four many years ago. Rebuilt that program. Uh, I don't think Miami can beat... Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut is doing exactly what you have to do this time of year, which is play the best basketball you've played all season. They are. And and peaking at the right time. Look, I, I'm a native San Diegan. I was as surprised as anyone to see San Diego State in the Final Four. It's great for the city. It's great for that institution. Great for those young men. Although they're not that young. They're very experienced. A lot of them are 23, 24 years old. They're among the most experienced college basketball teams you ever see in the Final Four. But it'll be a great weekend. And as you know, or as you might know from my commission notes, the first note I wrote to all the participants in my bracket this year is there are no upsets. Why did I say that? Because college basketball, I think because of the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness, there's enough fluidity among talent and there's enough distribution of talent and enough good coaches that parity or near parity has been found. And I think I've been vindicated in that assessment when only one four seed is in the final four, not a single number one seed, not a single number two seed, not a single number three seed. 